IT services. How are you, sir? Okay. What's it? So what's it doing? When you when you click it, it's not going through. Well, on Messenger, I get it, and when I click on it, it just gives me a white page that says StreamYard.com, but it's just a white page. Oh, right here, I think I got it. Is oh. this it? I don't know. Can you see you? Wait, hold on. Uh, Hi, everyone. Welcome to the MLO Bros. As you can see, Glenn Stevens and his wife having some technical issues. Uh, we're getting them on as fast as we can. Um, but to start, uh, I will go through our... Um, oh, my goodness. See if, hold on. Let me see if we can... Luke, did you get them? It'll take me to like a page that says, open this page in Safari. Do you see that? We will, we'll go to our sponsors first. Uh, first sponsor being Valley Insurance Group, uh, Mayor Tim Sickafuse. He was on the show the other day. Um, for your home insurance and car insurance needs, give uh, Valley Insurance a call. Also, we have IGT Publishing, a local child's book author, Susan E. Guy. So her two books, I actually bought them myself. First one being Bella Blue Goes to the Beach. Second one, uh, Bella Blue Meets Piper Lou. They're actually a children's book about her two dogs. So she actually has a third book coming out in the spring here. And uh, it's a great, great sponsor. And she's local. So, oh, did we get him, Luke? We see him. There he is. Bring him on. Hold on, I'm trying. Okay, let's see here. Here we go. Hey, there he is. <laughs> Thanks for joining us, sir. Oh, no problem. We had a we had a little technical technical difficulty getting him uh, on the show there, but we, we worked through it. So 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 do we call you Glenn, Mister Stevens? I, I don't. I feel like I've watched you my entire life. I don't know what to call you. Glenn's fine. All right. Well, well, my I'm Luke. I don't know if we've ever met before. I'm Luke Schuster, and that's my little brother yep. Isaac. And, nice to uh, meet you. We uh, we 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 appreciate you coming on the show. I uh, I, I had to ask your wife permission uh, through Facebook. Uh, Luke froze up. <laughs> now, now Luke's having technical difficulties, but like Luke said, so happy you could join us on the show. Um, but let's start. Let's start from the beginning. What's your story? Where'd you grow up? Where are you from? Well, actually, I grew up uh, over near Akron, a suburb of Akron. Okay. Um, He'll come back. He'll come back in a minute. And graduated. Nope. Graduated high school there and was subject okay. to the draft, so I figured I better get into the service and do what I want to do, not what they want me to do. So I joined the Air Force. Okay. And what year? And what year did you graduate? Sixty-three. Sixty-three. Awesome. Okay. What? Uh, Where were you in '63? Right. <laughs> I was not even a thought. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. What was what? I think dad was like two at two or three at that point. <laughs> what? Uh, so you graduate and you went now 63 from uh, I was cut out there from high school. And then you went off. Did you go to college or what would you do? No, I went I went straight to the Air Force because I graduated, okay. high, school, graduated high school a year early. And um, even if I would have gone to college when I got out, I'd have been primed for the draft. Uh, so I figured, 
why go to college and then have to go in the service? I'll go in the service first, get the GI Bill, and let them pay for my college. Smart. Smart. And then how long were you in the military for? Four years. Four years, and then you come out, and what happens after you get out? Well, I came back. I actually started I started college while I was still in the Air Force. Um, okay. So when I got out, I finished up school, and then I had an opportunity to go to um, – the owner of the Milwaukee Bucks at the time was trying to promote uh, more broadcast communication. So he opened a, a school called the Broadcast Career Institute. And I went there in Milwaukee, graduated from there at the top of the class. And he was getting ready to open another academy in Houston and asked me if I would go down there and help open the school and be an instructor. So I ended up in Houston. Nice. Wow. Awesome. And that, so you've been all like, so military, Milwaukee, military, Milwaukee, then down to Houston. All right. And, and where from Houston? Well, I was in Houston. I was working at a, a two, two different stations down there. In addition to teaching, I would teach during the day and then I would do uh, radio at night. And I did another uh, gig on a, on a, a clear channel station on the weekends. So I was actually working on two different stations and I probably would have stayed in Texas, but unfortunately my dad died prematurely and unexpectedly. And, um, I was the only one in our family that wasn't married at the time and didn't have other obligations. So, uh, and, and my mother, my dad was a vice president of a big corporation and my mother was pretty much a corporate wife. Um, <laughs> he didn't balance the checkbook. She didn't pay the bills. So when he suddenly left, it was kind of a culture shock for her. So I came back, relocated as close as I could to her to basically help her through that. Wow. And then, so then you go back, help your mom and. You're working at WFMJ at that point. Yeah. Where'd you go from there? Like, like, were you, were you like, what did you end up at WFMJ then? Cause you in were there Youngstown. for a long time, right? Yeah, there there was a program director at WFMJ, and um, he called me and offered me the job, and I came over and visited. And um, two days later, they hired me, and I was at WFMJ Radio, and then I became news news director for WFMJ Radio, and then WFMJ hmm. WFMJ Radio was sold, so I moved into television. So, so, so there was a station for WFMJ for the radio. There was two. Really? really? Did you know that? I had no idea. No, I like, no. When was that? What year was that? What year? That would have been the uh, early 70s. Wow. That's awesome. <laughs> no idea. Yeah, it was, that's awesome. WFMJ AM, which is 1390. And then there was WFMJ FM. And they're both still around. They're just not WFMJ anymore. Gun, right. Steven, could, could you give us your uh, your radio intro right now? You, you could, I, you could totally. You know what, Glenn? That's funny. Is we Isaac and I have this conversation all the time. We can always tell the people that have a radio background voice. because yeah. because of their voice. Because your voice is just it's so it's so much. Glenn Stevens, WFMJ, twenty <laughs> one. Who was the AM station? Thirteen ninety. Yeah, they had a. They, we were we were called the Rock of Youngstown. Wow, nice. that's so, really cool. So then you flip you flip over from radio to television, 
and and what do you do right away out of out of out of the out of television? So so are you go right into reporting or? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I was news director for radio, so I basically had all the contacts already, and uh, nice. it was just a matter of doing the stories visually instead of uh, you know radio. And wh- so, when did you what what when what year did you flip? Do you remember? Oh boy. Give me, give me, give me a, give me a, 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 a general range, eighties or seventies. Uh, would have been late, late seventies. Yeah, I can't remember. I'm terrible late? with dates when it comes to that. Yeah. Oh, that's okay. So, so late seventies. So you switch over. Do you remember like your first big story that you had? Yeah, it was funny because uh, the first story I covered. Um, downtown Youngstown was still very vibrant and it was getting ready. It was right around Thanksgiving and everybody was downtown. All the stores had their, you know, Christmas displays in their windows and downtown was packed with uh, Christmas shoppers. And Mm -hmm. some guy ran over the sidewalk and mowed down like 12 people. And a couple of them, a couple of them were killed it happened only a block from our downtown station, so I ran up there, and that was really kind of the first uh, first story I was on. <laughs> wow. We were, you have to recall now that back then, we were shooting on film. Oh, yeah. Actual, wow. Actual film. You had to bring the film back and put it in the processor and develop it. Yeah. And wow. equipment equipment was probably a lot bigger back then, too, right? Hauling all that stuff down there. Well, no. All you had was a Bolex camera. All you had to do was shoot the film. The the little then things. You, out, yeah. Oh, then, okay. Okay. Then you brought it back to the station, put it in the in the soup to be developed. Yeah. Wow. Uh, we have a question from our sister. Do you ever? Do you have a favorite story or person that you interviewed? Oh my gosh! Over forty nine years. Are you kidding? <laughs> <laughs> you got to have a top three, right? Top three, top four. Well, presidents first of all. You know interviewed uh jimmy carter and uh wow uh bill clinton and um some many of the candidates talked to obama uh, Obama and uh but a lot of the uh celebrities from uh entertainment they were always fun too um crosby stills and nash um that's so cool Yeah, there was a you know a lot of a lot of people from entertainment things like that people from sports a lot of sports heroes I was yeah. reading the uh, in one of the newspaper articles after you retired. Uh, the, the guy that I always, well, our grandmother always admired was Jimmy Trafficant. I was real close with Jim Trafficant. I knew that, him, I knew him when he was a sheriff. Um, yeah, and he was the sheriff, and of course he uh, he made a lot of headlines even when he was a sheriff when he refused to foreclose on people that lost their jobs after Black Monday. That huh. was, that was a big story. Yeah. And then, of course, his uh, his campaign for, for Congress followed him all the way through that. Uh, and then, you know, his trial, both trials. So, so from sheriff to, uh, to he actually ran a campaign for president, you know. Yeah. Yeah. That, I have his shirt, actually. Uh, my grandma bought him, bought me a shirt uh, when, he, when he ran his campaign for president. Isaac, did you know that, that? You know why? One of the reasons why Grandma and the people of that era loved Jimmy Trafficking was because 
was it the was it the governor who told him Glenn to to foreclose on the houses and and he would he refused to. Yeah, that was the state. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This, and he just told the state to stick it, pretty much. And it came down to came down to the county, and uh, he refused. He refused to do it. Yeah, that's, that's he awesome. Said, he was like, his, uh, you know, his famous saying was that you know he's going to stand tough like a junkyard dog. <laughs> <laughs> Did you, you know, and. and my my whole thing is in i mean you you did you were in the news in the media forever i mean that's a long to 40 years is a lot of changes a lot of things happen i mean <laughs> one of the things you got you have to be asked is how different is the news media now versus 20 20 30 years ago versus we i was watching clips of reagan uh, talking and like kind of getting into it with the news media. I mean, do you think you hear all these terrible things about the news media? Do you think that's true now? Like, what are your the current state of affairs for the media? I guess it's a loaded, large question. So, you know, tot- current state of affairs for the media. Well, you know, it's um, I can't speak for the networks. Uh, the networks have their own agendas, uh, but I think everybody tries to be fair. That's that's rule number one in journalism is you need to be fair and accurate because almost you're almost always every story you cover is going to affect somebody's life, their name or their livelihood or or their livelihood. So you better be right, uh, because once you say it, then that puts a whole new uh, puts a whole new shade on everything. So uh, being accurate and being fair and the. I know at, uh, at WFMJ, we had editorial meetings and we discussed every story that we were going to put on the air and we researched it. We had attribution. So we knew we were right. Yeah. See, yeah, it's, it's such a difference. It's it's such a difference. Like in my opinion of like, he's like, he says the networks versus the local media. I mean, I I think the local local media, I I think they nail it. You know what I mean? As far as fair and unbiased, but you get into the, the network stuff, there's, they're, they're all, bigger so I, this this is a good comment uh by carla that led into that leads into my next question uh we miss seeing you on the your cooking segment <laughs> you need to be the next mr food on wfmj once a so month good. of course your wife has to be the head cook and you help her so when did when did they ask you to start doing the cooking show with who your wife that, who was that from carla beck i taught regina everything she knows <laughs> no she is she's a fabulous cook um actually the cooking segment came out of um back when the station launched their first morning show wfmj today mm-hmm. uh, their companion to the today show on nbc yeah and, um the the first weatherman that they hired was frank marzullo i remember him yep and, yeah and frank frank was uh an energetic, talented young guy. He was actually still in college. He finished up and graduated from YSU. Wow. Uh, but they uh, they were looking for a segment to... Uh, cooking was such a big thing on morning shows. Everybody had cooking. So they wanted to do something that was in the kitchen. So at first, they asked Frank to try and do it. Um, and I think the first thing he made was uh, eggs in a frame, if you know what that is. The, the toast, right? The yeah. toast, yeah, the, the uh, French toast and yeah. the egg. I see, I, I know. 
<laughs> real a real challenge, you know. So, <laughs> and he didn't think that he could come up with uh, creative recipes every week. So they asked me if I would want to do it. And I said, well, you know, if, if I get Regina to come along, I think it'll be great. And it just turned out to be a, a real blast. It was a lot of fun. Uh, we had a great time with the morning crew. We did over 600 episodes and never repeated a recipe. It was like That's a, 15 years or something like that. Wow. Every so did you guys day. research together and decide, like plan out what you were going to do? Oh, yeah. Yeah. For cooking? And people don't realize how long that uh, all the preparation that goes into that little four-minute cooking segment. I bet. Yeah. We have to find find a recipe. We have to go out and do the shopping and find all the ingredients. We have to bring it back and we have to make it the night before because you always have to have two. You have mm -hmm. to show you have to show how you're making it on the air, and then you have to have one done so you can show what it looks like when it's done because you don't have time to cook it and everything. So we always had to make two of everything. So it uh, it was. Uh, there was quite a bit of work involved in doing that little four-minute segment, but but we would, but we would everywhere we went. We had a we had a, a part of it was a thing called the gadget. Every week we'd come up with a new cooking gadget, and we'd have people try and guess what that gadget did. So we had a lot of fun with people trying to guess what the gadget was. We even had a song, um, Regina. Oh, I can't. Uh, I thought I thought she was Sing here. It. Sing it. And, <laughs> we'll make Regina come in and sing it if she walks by. <laughs> yeah, I think she shut the door. She's trying to, <laughs> she's trying to be quiet. <laughs> Regina! Regina! <laughs> yeah. uh, but, uh, yeah, we had that. And uh, so people, would we would research. Uh, we Every time we would. Uh, oh, here she is. Do you remember the gadget song? Sure. Do you? Do you want to sing it? Yeah. Yeah. Come, come in frame. Okay. Come on. Hi. Hi. Gadget. gadget. It's, it's a gadget. gadget. The, the question, question is, can you guess, guess it? it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. Hey, Regina, we're having we're having requests for you to come back and start cooking on air. All right. Well, I'm I'm they, ready as soon as the we yeah. can as soon as COVID. Yeah. Well, not yeah. Ready. Yeah, we had to we add. tried it from home once and it just didn't work very well because the screen's too small. Yeah. So, okay, so you said we're kind of off till then. You made a big mistake by getting her in here. She right. won't. No, <laughs> it's all right. That's okay. Ta -da. What was the what was your favorite thing you made, Regina? They asked us if we would come back and do guest shots every now and then. Yeah. So we're gonna do that. What's oh, the best it, thing we ever made? The best what's the thing what's your favorite thing? Best thing or favorite thing, whatever. Best thing or favorite thing mm. you ever awesome. cooked? I think shrimp pasta is your favorite Ooh, that yeah. I ever. Well, yeah, it, we've made some variations on that. Scott yeah. Schneider used to love the salmon spread. Oh, and that, smoked salmon. And that <clears> that <throat> moose, me. that moose that we. Oh, had. the moose. Oh, that sounds good. Oh, oh, moose. I I was gonna say we want we want a contest we with want our a moose. Contest with <laughs> really. <laughs> I, and then we took raspberries and put them through a sieve and, and cooked them and sweetened them. And on top of the mousse was, you know, hot raspberry spread. It was yeah. really I, that's awesome. I, Regina, I, I heard that you guys live in Poland. And I don't know if you guys know this or not. Isaac and I live in Poland, too. So it would be very easy to drop off the mousse. Yeah, it's not cooking. hard. If you guys ever want to bake or cook something, we will try it. I will always try whatever you're making. <laughs> uh, 
Did 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 you tell them we do theater? Can they tell? Oh, you do theater too? We all. Oh, that's where we. Are, are you working on anything? Do you want to run some lines by us? We've been, we've really? been doing community theater for twenty years. We've done 40, 50 shows. Yeah, a piece. Really? Yeah. Not that many together. To, Although, yeah, I was going to say together. Well, what's your favorite show you guys do? Like singing and dancing, or or like reciting lines and stuff. Musicals well, are fun. We just did last last yeah. Christmas. We did. Uh, a wonderful Showtime? life, the a wonderful life, the musical. And then I've really? done since then a Vita. She did a Vita. Yeah. Ask him, Isaac, if they ever did your favorite. Go ahead. Do you yeah. uh, do you guys like show tunes at all, like Jesus Christ Superstar or Wicked or anything like that? Oh, oh yeah. yeah, my yeah. sister we told me that I could that I'm a shoe in for Wicked. <laughs> to be one of the Wicked. <laughs> <laughs> no, wait, no, comment. no comment. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not saying anything. <laughs> So they're great. Uh, so, so what are is what keeps, are, together, what keeps us together is humor. What did you say? Humor, shared interests, and we, shared interests. We love to cook. We love to dance. We love to do theater. Uh, we We've love been on right. I've directed. Yeah. I directed. Huh? I've did shows at my high school and at community wow. theater. Yeah. Isaac, I think nice. you and I, you. So, so I'm the older brother. This is the younger. We should try like yeah. a. We should try. We should like try out yeah. for it. I can, sing, I can sing just fine. I'll tell you what, people don't appreciate how much great live theater there is in this valley. 100%. There's like 12 different playhouses that you could go to. And I mean, live theater is, is just that. I mean, it's there, it's live, it's on stage. Um, and people that try out and become part-time actors I mean, you may go to a show and you'll see your dentist or you see your mailman or you see your mechanic. Yeah. Dr. Cox. Yeah. John Cox does a lot of theater. I think we need to try. How, how often is practice? So, like, let's say you have a show. Like, how long does it take? Is it every night or is it once a no, week? Usually five weeks of rehearsal and then two weekends. And how many how many days a week for rehearsal? Uh Four or five. Four or five, yeah. Yeah, there's no way I'd be allowed to do that. <laughs> I have I have I have three boys under ten. So if I tell my wife I'm going to rehearsal practice every five days a week, I'm 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 gonna be in trouble. Yeah, yeah. You gotta it's a it's a commitment of time for sure. Although there is children's theater. Yeah, children's theater. They always need adults in children's theater. So you can take your kids and all be on stage. We we thought about signing them up for the one in Columbiana. There's uh the one in Columbiana that does the kids' stuff. They do like a kid's show. Every every summer, uh, that's that's Candy Cleveland. Yeah, that's Candy yeah, Cleveland. right, right. Yeah, that's so, the uh, what do they call them? The stage, stage left? left? Are they stage left? I, it's I don't one know. Of, Candy Cleveland and I worked across from each other uh, because she used to teach drama at Canfield Village Middle School, and I was the I'm the nurse. I'm we were right across from each other. But yeah. We've been in shows with Candy. Either. Yeah, we've done shows with Candy. Yeah, yeah, they're, that's, that's a nice theater down oh, there. Oh, they and, have and made they're that very, so beautiful. They're very active with uh, with youth theater, children's yeah. theater. Yeah. We wanted and to get Lucas into that, Isaac, because Lucas is like a stinking well, ham. Yeah. What? what the, the, the girl that's been cutting my hair for over 20 years, <laughs> she, had a, she had a son who was, uh, you know, kind of a rambunctious kid. And she was looking for something for him to have another interest. And I suggested, I said, why doesn't he go down and try out for a child, you know, children's play? She said, oh, he'll never do that. He'll never do that. I said, well, just ask him. Just go and let him see what it's about. 
Well, he went there. He got cast. He was in a show. And boy, I tell you, he couldn't wait to be in another one. It, you, yeah. it's awesome. you get yeah. you, it bites you and you just can't wait to do another show. We're, we tend to be kind of hams to ourselves. So I don't know if you've ever yeah. watched the show before. <laughs> any of the stuff we do online, but we are totally hams all the way. So, yeah. Well, there's a lot we, of comics out there you can have a lot of fun with. We did one. Yeah. Sandbag stage left. We did another one called uh, Daddy's Dead. Who's got the will? There's a lot of good yeah, funny characters. Which one did we just do? The Odd Couple. Oh, the We've Odd Couple. We've done The Odd Couple twice. With... We did The Odd Couple. We did the first premiere show at the New Robbins Theater up there in uh, in Warren. Wow. Look yes. at these kids. How, how do you guys have so much time? So, so Glenn, you're doing all this new stuff all the time, right? You're doing mm-hmm. theater. I mean, how do you do all that stuff? That's crazy how busy you guys got to be. And you said, and Regina, you said you're a nurse? I'm a nurse. I'm the... So, so- been a nurse at Canfield Schools for this is my 31st year. Yeah, she's the wow. Canfield. Yeah. So how are you guys have all the time to do all this? How do you what? How do you have all the time to do all this? It just you just manage your time and and when you're doing something that you love to do, it's it's not hard, you know. Easy to do. Wow. But it is difficult when you start a new project. You got to say that. Oh yeah. 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 You know what yeah. I mean. But <laughs> It's a lot. It's, it's crazy. It's we we have some questions for you, uh, Glenn. Great, great, great comments great. here. Yeah, Regina, um, stay close in case we got to scream and have you sing again. <laughs> <laughs> what news channel do you feel is the least biased? Oh boy. Yeah. The least biased. Yeah. So she's probably talking network. I would big neck networking. Yeah, probably, I, I, I mean. Yeah, I mean everybody knows where Fox aligned itself. So, and yeah, and a lot of there. yeah, and well, CNN I'm, sometimes. Yeah, but a lot of times that a lot of times that comes back to ownership. Ownership, 100%. ownership can. I mean, you have to be able to resist that. Mm. That's one thing we never had at twenty one. We never had any pressure from ownership. I mean, nice. we we did the job as journalists. Tw- twenty one is still. Owned locally or owned by itself, correct? It's the only locally owned station, right? That's right, because the other two are owned by the, the other two are owned by the same company, I think. Well, they've been sold three, uh, six times now, I think. Wow. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. Here's, here's Jeremy's got one here. Did Did you ever bust out laughing on air and couldn't control yourself or couldn't control yourself laughing? No, no way. Yeah, well, not to not not to the point where I couldn't control myself. I mean, we we had some laughing fits, but the biggest one was actually when I was doing radio, and we had a thing called uh, dual. What was it? Twenty twenty dual dual manpower new. I don't know what something like that. But there were two of us. We sat across from each other, and we would do the do the new news on radio, and we would trade stories back and forth. And something happened. I forget what it was, but we both totally lost it to where we couldn't even breathe. <laughs> we were just, it, it was hilarious. I mean, the engineer just looked at us like, what are you doing? <laughs> I, I mean, in my head, see, see Isaac, and do you, do you, you obviously remember him on the news, right, Isaac? I mean, he absolutely. was absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, in my was, head, Glenn, you were like the super professional. Yeah, the constant yeah. professional. The the shirt, the tie. Yeah, uh, yeah, just constant professional in my head. But again, it's like, and he's an I, actor, and he's an actor. So you have he can put on the face if I'm, he has to, you know, I'm and just sure, cover I'm, anything up. 
I've lived in, I've watched WFMJ pop. Our our, our dad watched WFMJ since we were little. So yeah. you've been there the entire time. I mean, this is, yeah. I was born in 79. You've been there the entire time. That's yep. amazing. It's all I remember, man. All I remember. Yeah, it's, uh, well, I think the, the, the one thing is, is just how the industry itself has changed. You know, we mentioned earlier that we were shooting stories on film. Yeah. But I mean, when we came in to start a news day and decide what's going to be the lineup for the six o'clock news, I mean, we had to go out and really gather those stories uh, because we didn't have cell phones. Yeah. We didn't have computers. We didn't have text. We didn't have email. We didn't have GPS. So, I mean, we physically, we physically had to go out and. How would you do like to me? It's almost foreign. Where like right now, I could Google a new like news. You know, I could Google anything. How how would you like? Would people call in and say, "Hey, this is going on," or you'd call looking for news? How would you gather up the news back then? Well, it was just a matter of that's just what it is. It was gathering. You start you you know you make you make hundreds of phone calls. Uh, <laughs> you go you go to locations. You tap into your sources. And uh, you go out and you find, whether it be witnesses or you find out who's the subject of the story, you try and find the subject of the story and get an interview with them. And then you try, depending on what the story is, you always try to get both sides. You know, you want to get both sides of a story, too. So, yeah, I mean, we really had to go out and physically, you know, beat the bushes and find the interviews and find the uh, find it's the like, facts. Yeah. That, I mean, that's like, that is like the era of news media right there where you're like like yeah. on the beat reporting kind of stuff that that's like it yeah that's sounds like a lot of work too compared to what you can do now to just find a story you know Luke? Yeah. Yeah. um carla beck says glenn i opened your first charge card when it was kaufman's and i hooked you up with some ties so remember? carla carla remember <laughs> she, she remembers getting you ties I went through a lot of ties. <laughs> I mean, a lot of ties. I remember when uh, one of the Perkins restaurants decided to change their waitresses' uniforms, and they were going to have the girls wear black pants, white shirts, and ties. Well, none of I used to go there for breakfast a lot. None of the girls had ties. So I went, home and I, I went home and I gathered up 50 ties and took them back to the restaurant. So. There you <laughs> That's go. Awesome. Yeah. That's perfect. Always score points with whoever scores serves you breakfast. Uh, this is actually from LinkedIn, Isaac. Uh, this is my favorite guest yet. Legend. This is from Legend. Brian Cushman. Hi, Brian. Uh, he's requesting some Jimmy trafficking stories. Tell some trafficking stories. <laughs> well, you know, uh, we all remember when he he got a, he got in a little trouble when he was the sheriff too. You know, there was a problem when he was. They used to have um, honorary deputy cards, and oh he was um, he was allegedly handing them out to uh, too many people, including some <laughs> including some classic, including some motorcycle guys and stuff. <laughs> nice, but uh, oh, Jim, he uh, he was uh, he was a great guy. It, it was funny because you could never do an interview with him without him grabbing the next person, the person next to him. He grabbed the person next to him, put his arm around that person and do the interview. He was so hard to get him to just separate and do, you know, a one-on-one -on -one interview. Um, but, uh, of course, his wardrobe always generated a lot of news, too, oh. if you recall his wardrobe. 
Fantastic. His sideburns, I'm not going to lie, I, I don't have it, but I'm trying. I'm trying yeah. to get the sideburns out there. He, he had this huge sideburns. He had he had Elvis sideburns? They, oh. yeah. Then, yeah, look at pictures, Isaac. They're glorious. Wore, he wore bell-bottom pants, and he wore string ties, real, real skinny ties. But that was part of his persona. That's just uh, kind of the way he was. Um. Uh, this is from our dad, uh, Glenn. Who would you say was the best anchor on local channels over the Valley's history? Whew. Interesting. Good question, Dad. I'm proud of you for that. Yeah, were you were you an anchor, Glenn? Ever? Oh yeah, I anchored for about uh, seven or eight years. Yeah. Okay, I was going to say I, I kind of remember that too. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I, I anchored with a lot of different uh, co-anchors: Katie Kiefer, Mary Hunt, uh, Susan DeLeo. I remember her. Yeah. I, what I years was that? Because I sort of remember. That would have been mid-80s. Never mind. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you remember reruns, Isaac. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, but I knew all those guys. I mean, you know, um, uh, who was my, who was, uh, I'm trying to think. Why would I forget his name? Um, it was at 27 forever. Um, gosh, 27 forever. Who is terrible? I can't remember his name. My day, if Pop's watching, Pop, who is the guy at 27 forever? He'd remember that. He'll remember. Tell us. Um, yeah. Um, Bob Black was at WFMJ forever. Um, he was at 27 first. Oh, he, he was at 27 first, wasn't he? See, I, he used to do, uh, he used to do their noon news. Ah, here it is. Nicole says, Tom Holden, good call, oh, Nicole. Holden. Way to go, Dad. Yep, so if, yeah, Pop came in, and Bob Black was at 27 and then came over to 21. I I always talk about Bob Black whenever we talk about it. I was a uh, – I went to college, worked on a cruise line, then came back and went to uh, journalism school for a little bit, mm-hmm. and uh, I had an internship at Channel 21, uh, and you were there too. I mean, there's no way this is 20 years ago. Um, but I always said, Bob Black – was like a I always told the story before was like a salty old pirate is the way I was describing because he was really nice but the first day I met him and you know I was in there at night and I was helping with the newsroom and the news story and I walk in there and I said Mr. Black it's great to meet you you know very you know I'm really excited to be here and he says to me well what's your name and I said oh it's Luke Schuster nice to meet you Luke he's like hey you want to go get me some coffee it's upstairs I was like yes sir I'll go grab you some coffee right <laughs> Hey, sir. And I and he's lying. I walk away and him and uh him and uh the one I forget the was it Autumn Ziemba? I forget I think it was Autumn Ziemba was her, was just they were just laughing at me. I was like, oh my god, this so yeah, so I was there for a couple months and it was it was an experience for sure. Brian Brian says laugh out loud at the wardrobe of Jimmy. uh tra- traffic and, and Michelle says traffic oh, hair. Well, yeah, you know, you know, the uh the wig was always a big thing for him too. Yeah. Um, you and Jerry Rashuti are the best dressed news reporters. That's from Daryl Jones. Yeah. Oh, well, thank you, Daryl. Yeah, I've known Jerry forever. Yeah, since he was a kid. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, Brian Blevins says you were great at Todd's Children's Marathons. Yeah, we did the. Uh, I hosted the Children's Miracle Network Telethon for Todd Children's Hospital for oh, I don't know, 12, 15 years. Um, and that was uh, that was a great a great uh, effort because the uh, the stories that we learned about 
families and children that went through the hospital um, and how, uh, you know, the challenges they faced and how they came out the other end of it. Um, there was some really, we used to call them vignettes. We would do vignettes on uh, families and children that were devastated either by accident or by disease. And the, the telethon was, uh, was a fun thing, but it was a very world, worthwhile thing too. Yeah. For sure. Any anytime you get kids and sickness and that kind of stuff, it's always it's always rough. Um, with one of the things, you know, when I was saying about doing the internship, did you ever have like, and it still sticks out to me, and this is 20 years later. I had a I went on a call with a reporter, and you know, it was uh, 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 Stone, Matt Stone. Matt, yeah, sure. And I remember this, and and the uh, we went out and with a cameraman, and there was a it was a motorcycle accident, no. and it the guy the guy didn't make it. Let's just say that, and it still sticks out in my head because we were there filming, and Matt's like, "You want to get out and see this?" I was like, "Yeah, you know, whatever, I'm fine." And he's like, "Okay, come on, let's go." And we went out, and the guy had died. You know, I mean, do you have anything like like? in your head and you don't have to discuss it, but I mean, there's stuff that sticks out as a reporter, right? That you're going to see stuff that you don't want to see. Correct. Terrible stories. Yeah. yeah. Like stories like that or. Oh yeah. I've, I've seen some pretty horrific things. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I, I mean, I, I just, like I said, I was like 22 years old and I see this like, well, I'm never owning a motorcycle. I'll tell you that right now. So. Yeah. I'm whether it be, yeah. Whether it be uh, from accidents or from crime or from, uh, from fires i've seen yeah. some really horrific fires uh, darn it um there was the, there, the one that always sticks out i don't know if you remember this or not do you remember the illegal because this was by our house when i was growing up the illegal fireworks factory off a of new buffalo road exploding do you remember that glad i was one of the first people there <laughs> what yeah isaac there was an illegal fireworks road. factory that exploded yeah, yeah yep. there were there were actually yeah I mean, we were walking through body parts. Yeah. What? Really? Yeah. How many people died? Seven. Oh. Yeah. What? It, you know where it was, Isaac? It was down New Buffalo. If I remember correctly, Glenn. Uh, correct, again, I was like six or seven. It was down. Uh -oh. You know, Go ahead, Glenn. Yeah, it was right, right down Western Reserve near New Buffalo. Yeah. Mm. Like, like down the hill by uh, the Drake's Landing. There, Isaac, on the right. <laughs> if I remember correctly. But how did they how did they mask it? It was just like a big warehouse that they just said it was a warehouse and it actually had fireworks in it. Like how did it work? Yeah, it was just a little one story building, and they were making illegal fireworks there. And you never would have known what it was. It just looked like a like a big chicken coop almost. But, um, and then what? Somebody smoked their last cigarette. I remember when the first call came in. If you remember, well, you probably don't remember this, but just past Western Reserve Road on Route 7, Market Street, there used to be a coca lane station, gas station. And when this huge explosion happened, everybody thought that the gas station blew up. They never suspected that, that it was an illegal fireworks factory. The reason I remember this, Isaac, is we yeah. lived off of, we lived on New Middletown Road off of New Buffalo. So, yeah. you know, you go up, and then take a left on New Buffalo, go down probably two miles, and you turn right. That's where we live. I was outside when that thing exploded. Okay, yeah. and and I still remember, boom, yeah, in like shattering. And this is like a mile or two away from that thing. Yeah, it was crazy. 
So, so yeah, that's why. I, yeah, look, look, uh, Pop says this. We felt the blast three miles away. It was on Beaver's property. Who, uh, Mr. Beaver, was the one who I think he owned the property. That's where it happened. Yeah, yeah. he owns. He owns the property that Drake Landing. That's he the did. son who yes. owns that. Correct. Okay. It, it, we were out. Pop and I were outside, and that thing exploded, and it was just boom. Yeah. Crazy. Uh oh. Here. I don't know. We kind of asked you. Uh, we kind of asked you a question similar to this, but Scott asked, "What is the most impactful story you covered in your career?" Well, it, we were You're talking. Gonna have to the other ben found me. We were talking the other day about this. The fact that the uh, the, the coronavirus story now is over 350 days old. Yeah, sto stories don't last that long. So I mean, yeah, and, that's true. How, and how impactful has it been? We're expecting 500,000 deaths. You know, I mean. If I was still working, that would still be uh, a, yeah, a story. Yeah, because it's going on so long. But yeah. beyond that, going back, I would say Black Monday. If you recall the history of Black Monday, mm -hmm. when the steel when the steel mill started closing down. Yeah, being here during that time. Right. And what I mean, was that, the that that devastated this valley that, that to the point where it was hard to come back because the mills started closing one. One after another, and you know, twenty, thirty thousand people losing their jobs. I mean, that was that was a a, a real wake up call for the valley when we lost the, the steel industry. When that first happened, was there was there a sense by anyone that Youngstown was kind of kind of fade like it did? Did they think that was going to happen at first? Or well, not that I remember anybody being that, you know having that foresight i mean it was it was due in part to uh you know the uh, imported steel and then in 1970 we had earth day and the environment became a priority and you know the steel mills weren't exactly environmental yeah. friendly i mean yeah. the river from the rivers to the air uh they were doing some pretty serious damage back then and they started having to mandate so much funding to cleaning up their act, whether it was smokestacks or whether it was water pollution. They had to commit a lot. They had to commit a lot of uh, investment, and some say that that uh, was was partly uh, what happened, among other things. But yeah, when the mills yeah. started closing down, that was. Uh, it was pretty, and of course, you know, again, back then, you guys might not even remember this, but, you know, organized crime, the mob, played uh, played quite a bit on the uh, landscape. Oh, yeah. I mean, you had, uh, you had uh, mob hits, you know, they were taking people out and, you know, the uh, Joey Naples and things uh, like that. Uh, another thing that happened right down the road yeah. from us. In my, the guy got sniped. Yeah, the uh, the guy at off of uh, was it Sand Sandy Naples? I think it was. Again, my dad dad will know this one too. Off of yeah, he got that road there, um, uh, right across Linner Lin Road. Yes. Oh yeah, right. He, that yeah. again, we lived right over there, and they used the gas well by our old house to walk across and snipe the guy when he went to get Naples. He, he, they were in the cornfield. They sniped him from across the street in the cornfield. Yeah. yeah. Right. Crazy. 
Well, it, I, the uh, yeah, the the organized crime and you being a news reporter, you have to have you had to know who these people were, correct? I mean, who the organized crime members were. You had to run into them too, correct? As a reporter. Oh yeah, yeah. We would uh, we would cover a lot of stories um, when the authorities would start investigations, and uh, we uh, we had to we had to track it down and try and uh, you know see what what they were why they were investigating who was responsible and so yeah we uh, we got to know we got to know most of them yeah wow see that's like see, this is like yeah. like the golden age of reporting <laughs> isaac for me right here you know what i mean it's yeah like, absolutely well how about um, another story another, <laughs> another story that sticks out was uh the saga of mickey monas mm, far more if you remember yeah i mean he started far more even Warren Buffett called him one of uh, one of America's best entrepreneurs, and uh, he brought the, the the basketball team here. He started the Youngstown Pride, then he brought the LPGA golf tournament uh, to the valley. He was one of the original principal owners of the Denver Broncos, and you know he what? was. And then they found out he was cooking the books, and he went to prison. <laughs> <laughs> why? Why do you think? So many of the people involved in Youngstown always tend to just kind of push the limits of legality a lot. Do you ever notice that? Like everybody, like you talk about trafficking, you talk about. Uh, well, that was a, that was. I mean, that was a story that went on for a long time. Was when the when the U.S. Attorney out of Cleveland and they came down and the Fed started investigating corruption in Youngstown. I mean, that went on for years, and eventually I think 62 people were indicted. And uh, the sheriff went to prison. Yeah, several, several judges went to prison. The county, wow. pros county prosecutor went to prison. It's like it's like you say you're from Youngstown, like all or like anywhere else. They're like, whoa, <laughs> like, that's, that's like, a greasy guy. That guy's super greasy. Yeah, they're like, whoa, man, you're from Youngstown. I'm like, are, they're like, are you a mobster or a gangster? And I'm like, it's really nice here. I don't know. Yeah, that that's unfortunate. You know, that's unfortunate that we that we got that moniker because uh, you know things have things have really improved. Um, oh my gosh. Yeah, I mean, we don't. Uh, you know, that was that was so commonplace back then that uh, I mean, we had two prosecutors shot, you know, wow. <laughs> Jeez, man. Yeah, well, man. well, you know, and, and I'm like I said, I'm 41. Isaac's 26. We talk about Youngstown now versus Youngstown after the Steel's mills closed. Mm -hmm. Isaac went to Young, went to Youngstown and lived, lived in. On, I lived downtown. I lived in Erie Terminal downtown the year after they opened and. Uh, I got to see the town come to life in the four years I lived down there. It was so cool. Was I mean, great. Glenn will tell you, there weren't restaurants down there. There was nothing down there, right, Glenn? No, there was there was basically nothing. You lost, you lost, lost pretty much everything downtown. I mean, there yeah. used, used to be Strauss. There used to be Higby's. There used to be Goldstein's Furniture. There used to be Lord Chesterfield. I mean, there's downtown was hopping. Yeah. Yeah. It all went, yeah, it all went away. It was. It is. It, it is. It is coming back though. It really I mean, is. It's all back. Yeah, it's coming back. Great guns. I mean, uh, downtown now is uh, is lively on the weekends, and you've got the amphitheater. You got the Cavelli Center. Mm -hmm. um, you got a hotel. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's one thing the Chamber of Commerce always wanted. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, you know, 
we were supposed to ask you too. You are you act our our dad is uh, a docent at the Butler. Oh, congratulations! That's one of my favorite places in the whole valley. One of the crown jewels of the valley is the Butler. So he he works there. He's not just a docent anymore. He like schedules the tours now. But you um, are you on the board? Did he say something? He thought you were on the board or active with the Butler. Oh, I'm, yeah, I'm active with the Butler. I'm not on the board, but. Uh, mm. No, I'm active with it. I help uh, in the planning when they do the holiday, um, the holiday, you know, they, they close down the butler and they do the holiday event. People come up there for the tour coordinator. Uh, yeah. But uh, yeah, we, uh, my, my wife and I, we love the butler. Anytime, oh, it's, we, it's anytime, we have, anytime we have visitors come in from out of state, first place we take them is the butler. As, as oh, amazing. As amazing as this sounds, I have three boys, 10, six, and two. And they love it there because not they don't run down just because of the pictures. Like I said, it's something to do. And I don't think enough people understand how nice the butler is and what, yeah. you know, like you said, it's a jewel of Youngstown that I don't think a lot of people understand that. Yeah. And it's free. And it's free. And mm -hmm. it's free. Yeah, I mean, uh, Lou Zona has done a fantastic. Oh, he's job. awesome. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, I mean, I remember the Butler when you walked in the front door. The center of the Butler was a grass courtyard. Really? The, where the marble is? Great. Yeah. Yeah. What? Hitting. That was a grass courtyard. Wow. What, kind what of year was that? What year did they change it? Uh, mid seventies, end of the seventies. Yeah, your dad might know, but uh, was it? Wow. Was it, there a there was a ceiling? It was just an indoor courtyard. Yeah, it was a courtyard. Yeah, holy cow! Wow. And then our sister got married there uh, last year. Last, no, two years ago. And then Lou added the uh, he added the the, the wing that uh, you know goes out toward the library there. Mm -hmm. And he's just on. He's just and he brought so much depth and so much reach to the butler. I mean. Uh, the, the the permanent collection is amazing, but he's always bringing in new things. He's always bringing in new things to experience. I remember one year, I think they had, I think they had 56, 56 installations, 56 different shows. And you know, there's only 52 weeks in a year. So <laughs> Yeah, that's crazy. My dad said there, there was a water fountain, an out water fountain, outdoor water fountain. Maybe out. not in the middle there. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Um, I actually got to Luke. Luke owned a photography company a few years back. I think he still does, but he doesn't really do much with it. But we filmed a the 3D tour. 3D tour of the entire Butler. And we actually have in the tour audio sound bites from Luzona. He walked around with me for hours. Me and Luke walked around the butler for hours, and he talks about individual paintings and pieces and gives like his uh yeah, gives like details on the paintings. It's amazing. It was it was so much fun. He the man a lot just, of stuff. I could walk around the butler with him for hours and listen to him talk about different pieces. It was incredible. It was yeah. 21's 20, been doing that for a long time. He still does that every week. Yeah, we have a few. Going around talking about different artists and different paintings. Yeah. Yeah. I loved it. I had so much fun. Total total topic switch on dad. Back to the mobsters. <laughs> dad, dad flips it. Was Glenn here yeah. during the mob well, not, bombings? 
not during the not during the ones that uh, that you know that made national news. Um, but uh, I was I was around for the organized crime and the mob and and the and the you know the contract killings and and the numbers racket and all that. Yeah, it's unbelievable. What? So give us the rundown on the bombings. Like what? What it, were they were just trying to take people out? And where, where, yeah, by bombings, right. like car bombs? What, car what bombs. Was it? Yeah, car bombs, yeah. Uh, there was a couple that really made national headlines. But I think, uh, you know, some of that was influenced out of uh, Pittsburgh and Cleveland. Um, guys, guys that wanted, uh, you know, more control. But yeah, yeah, the car bombings, they were, they were made good. a lot of news. Is it like Goodfellas or Casino where they just turn the key and it yeah. just do, 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 boom? Dude, you got, Google it. Google it after the show. The car bombings in Youngstown. It's it's an amazing read. Yeah. It was yeah. like, like Glenn said. It's like it's like the people in Young or in Cleveland and Pittsburgh. The mob trying to take over. Yeah, Brian Brian Danizuski, <laughs> the Youngstown tune-up. <laughs> the Youngstown tune-up. <laughs> That's a great name. Yeah. Uh, it's time we to move. go, honey. It's time to go, honey. Go start the car, right? <laughs> yeah, <geez. laughs> uh, we moved here in 1963 from Italy. Father's army friend tells him, I'm from Youngstown, murder, probably murder one USA. Oh, geez. Is my guess. Yeah. The uh yeah, that, yeah that's an old uh that's an old uh story that we heard a long time. Your dad probably remembers that when somebody wrote a letter and they addressed it to either crime town or murder town and then <laughs> ended up at the Youngstown post office. <laughs> oh, murder that's... town. Yeah. Murder town. Uh, Walt wallet says funny From LinkedIn too. It's crazy. Um, yeah. Sitting with the, with an Antoff as I write this and also Regina was my nurse. I'm a diabetic. When I was a student at Canfield, small world also get uh, awesome guests. Love the show guys. That's from Thanks. Walt. Thanks Walt. Appreciate yeah. you, man. Yeah, Re Regina's been at Canfield, the registered certified school nurse there for a long time. And now that, you know, that um, the kids that she would, uh, you know, provide uh, nurse care to, uh, whether they were diabetic or whether they got hurt on the play uh, on the playground or whether they were just sick. I mean, she takes care of them all. And now she's yeah. taking care of their kids. Wow. <laughs> That's so cool. So cool. Uh, Nicole Leonard says, my, my grandfather got paid to start cars back in this <laughs> I hope he got paid enough. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> how, I, do you think, how do you think you do that job? Like, I the people know. who are hiring you to do that job, obviously a, a little bit scared that they're going to get bombed. Oh, so, God. you working that job, go to start the car, and you're just like, ah! Like, you, every time. Isaac, you heard the story of our great grandma's brother. Yeah. You, Uncle, Uncle Casino. You can Google this because it is, it, you could fact check me because it is on Google. If you look through old Vindicator articles, we had a great uncle in the, it had to be. I great, say, great, great, great. No, great. Just a great uncle. It was oh, grandma. It's our great grandma's brother was in an illegal casino in Youngstown and went and his name was Casino De Vincent. You can Google it and check it. He went, lost his money because he got back from the war and then went outside and picketed 
Um, and the news came and they did like an article on him, like picketing outside the casino. And, uh, and uh, two days later, nobody ever heard from him ever again. My grandma said he was just gone, disappeared. And that was the end of it. And I was like, wow. He's like, he's like 21. Wow. And it's like, holy cow. And, and I, I, you know, I'd never really looked it up, but I, I Googled and went on the old newspaper articles and there it was. It's like, wow. casino. Oh yeah. Youngstown had some, they had, you know, there was some pretty well-known Yeah, he's okay. My dad's saying it was the 30s because they came over in the in the yeah, that would make sense. The 30s and 40s. So I was here great, great grandma's brother would be our great great uncle. Not yes, great. It'd be just great. Our great. No, they it's, have, her, it's her brother. Were, yeah, they were still. I know, but that's great grandma. Yeah, great grandma, and then it'd be our great uncle. Okay, never mind. <laughs> Sorry, Glenn. Yeah, there were after hours clubs even in the seventies when I came here. Yeah. Wow, after hours clubs—that's crazy. Rumor. They Oops, sorry. Serve, they used to serve the drinks in uh, coffee cups. Rumor over Market Street Bridge, Uncle Casino. Wow. See, Luke, when we start our company, uh, scuba diving into uh, once they clean up the Mahoning River. Once we start scuba diving in the Mahoning River, we can make a show and call it Finding Uncle Casino. <laughs> Finding Uncle Casino in the, the Mahoning River. Finding Uncle uh, Casino. I mean, so, so Glenn, what, what, you know, we're at an hour. We don't keep you all night. What, what are your plans now? I mean, you're, you're done. You're, you're, you're retired. Did they know you're retiring or did you walk in and like, I quit. I've had enough of this place. Like, like, oh, no, no, I, I, I have been planning my retirement for, Three, four months, yeah. Yeah, I was. It wasn't like I'm. I'm done. Like throw your stuff out the table and walk out. Take your, take your apron off at the cooking show one last time. I am done. I had an earlier date uh, pick, but then they, the management asked me if I would stay on till the end of the year, and I said no problem. So I stayed on till the end of the year. Yeah. Awesome. What are you going to do now? Well, if we, if we ever get rid of coronavirus, I want to do more theater. Because now I can go to rehearsal, not have to worry about getting up in the morning. Yeah. And, well, we uh, and we're gonna doing uh, doing freelance work, uh, voiceover work, stuff like that. Heck, fantastic! Cool. We gotta. Well, we we're gonna. I think we need to go check out a a, a theater next time. We gotta we gotta go do go, go check, check out, out one of your shows. Go check out a show. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but we got to get rid of this Corona first, though, right? Because you guys probably aren't doing anything right now. No, it's pretty, uh, you know, it's it's my wife was kidding me about retiring. She said, why do you retire now? There's no place to go and nothing to do. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Very true. But, uh, but we're hoping to, you know, when things get a little bit back to normal, that we really miss our grandchildren. We have six grandchildren. Aww. Yeah. Wow. And the ones from California would always come in the summer and spend a month with us. And mm. This year we missed out on that. So that yeah, we have five, we have five sons in five states and six grandkids. Wow! Wait, you have five boys. Mm-hmm. Luke's got three. I have three, and I don't know. You deserve a medal. <laughs> What's the spacing on their ages, Glenn? Yeah. Oh, they range from all the way from forty-five back down to uh, their 30s. But wow. uh, we, have nice. one in, we have one in Chicago, which I'm, I wasn't too happy with because he used to live in Tampa. Oh, yeah. yeah. That would do it. <laughs> yeah. Tampa, 
Tampa's a nice town. It was fun to visit Tampa. Now he's in Chicago. We have another one in Utah. We have another one in Austin, Texas. Um, we have another one in California. Holy cow. Yeah. Uh, so. Any of them following in your footsteps? Or no? Far no. 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 None? One, nice. One's a lawyer. It's good, out good, in, good, good, good gig. Out in California. So. What? Uh, so with five boys, I got to ask you since I since I got three boys, how bad is my uh, my food bill going to get? Pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> Just pretty bad. Yeah, you'll you'll know when you have to take two shopping carts. <laughs> <laughs> It's already I had I had to buy I bought my first freezer for the basement last week because my wife's like, we're going through food already so fast. Like we we don't have enough like room in our freezer for food. It's like, oh, my God, this is going to get so bad so fast. So, well, we we don't want to I mean, we don't want to keep you all night. We we appreciate you coming on. Um, it's awesome to talk to you, Glenn. And um just you know like i said we all every i think everybody that grew up with you on the news i mean for sure so it's it's definitely an honor to have you come and talk and uh and uh tell us the stories mm-hmm. yeah thank oh, you well, so much well, yeah it's 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 been a ball yeah we will uh we look forward to watching you watching you come back for cooking on wfmj and uh we'll probably see you around you said you are from poland right yeah mm-hmm so we will see you around town. If anybody see, says celebrate Poland next year or this year, hopefully. So, yeah. yeah. And if anybody ever says anything bad about us, Glenn, you know it's not true because we tend to cause a little tr- trouble sometimes too. So just remember, none of that stuff you hear about us is true if you ever hear it. It's all fake, and we're great people. <laughs> not troublemakers at all. I had to vet you before I agreed to this, and so. <laughs> i expected better research i expected better research well glenn we appreciate it. will you tell uh regina we said good night and thank you so much for uh for for coming on the show oh yeah well thanks for inviting me it's been a lot of fun it has thank you sir you, you have a good night Bye, glenn. thank you bye-bye i just kicked glenn he's all dude it's like legit Glenn Stevens, that guy was that guy was awesome. He's a lot of fun. I uh, I'm gonna go try out for a role, maybe like in one of the playhouses he's at. You know, maybe like be playing the character of his son or something, so I can call Glenn Stevens' dad. <laughs> I just we should go just we should go try out and just videotape us trying out for like a like a like a like a role. Like you guys are the worst people we've ever seen. Like I want, I want to do. I I have to do like this because it's look down, yeah. popular. You're gonna be popular. Can we just do one where we just sing show tunes. Yeah. Did it? Like I can do Frank Superstar. I can do it all right now. You want me to do it all right now? We could be, we could be Jean Valjean and um, Jean Valjean and uh, what's his name? Two, four, six, so Totally. And then we can sing, we can sing the confrontation together. I I forget the confrontation, which is the confrontation. I don't remember it, but it's awesome. Oh, oh, the confrontation. Oh, thank you. Sorry, Dave. Hey, uh, thank you. Thank you, Dave. We appreciate it. We're we're, you guys can all leave now because we're now singing show tunes. Uh, Oh, it's Hugh Jackman in in the movie when Hugh Jackman. Do you remember the song? Yeah, it's so awesome. Ah, I forget. Um, 
I work. Yeah, they just go back and forth. It's awesome. He's the well, we missed that one. Sorry, Amy. Let me find it. Hold on. It's uh, it's uh, how the does con- that song go? Does anybody con- know the song? Can anyone help us with the song? It's, uh, Le- it's Le- oh, I know it too. I don't remember. Hold on, I don't want to get kicked, so we're gonna have to be careful look here. Down, look down. What? It's the same beat. Yes. And you can totally do this. Russell Crowe and Jackman. We can totally nail this. Yeah. I stole a loaf of bread. Two, four, six, oh, one. Everybody's leaving. <laughs> like like our people, we went from like 30 people to 10 in like a right. second. Sorry, right, right, everybody. We got some hard talking. Uh, all right. So, anyways, Glenn Stevens, legit. Legit. Yeah. 100% legit. That yeah. was an awesome interview. Probably one of the better ones we've had. And he was like yeah. totally serious, too. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, it was, it was great. I he struggle was- not being a jackass when we have somebody serious on. I know it's really hard it's and like so not asking stupid questions. Ask. Like it's really hard because I'm so used to asking stupid questions. Yeah. Because we have to be like legitimate interviewers where we have somebody legitimate on. Yes. Youngstown. Car bobs and cookie tables. We are known for car bobs and cookie tables. Oh. And don't, don't swim in the Mahoning river. Did Robert have, have a, he wants name that tune. We could do that. Name uh, that tune. Think of a song. Jesus Christ, superstar. Who have you won? Have you sacrificed? Come on now, Jesus. <laughs> are we just doing? Are we just doing show tunes? Um, what's the one? Two hundred. Six hundred. Have you seen the office where they sing that when Michael leaves? No. They sing it about how many minutes he's been working, and then they said, "That's like watching Die Hard ninety thousand times." <laughs> <laughs> we can just keep doing show tunes. Robert Helen is requesting day that too. We do not have a guest next Thursday, by the way, yet. And I'm yeah. just throwing that out there. We can do name that too. Dude, no, we need to do next next Thursday. We need to do our any guest can come on and talk to us for a minute. They have a minute to talk because it's almost our two year anniversary, dude. Well, then there you go. Uh, uh, Mr. Held, I remember him. I met him at the wedding. Uh, he's one of um, Dad's friends. He was at the wedding. Yeah. And uh, if I remember correctly, Mr. Held, I was very, very intoxicated when I talked to you. Held, uh, Mr. Held is who they, they couldn't figure out who that was at Leanna and Brent's wedding. Because, Correct. because they didn't Mom realize he was married to Mrs. Greenwich. So <laughs> they were like, who the heck is Robert Held? <laughs> and they put him like, and they put him up like up front because they didn't know who they were. So they put him up front so that they would see him and be like, "Oh my gosh, that's who it is." I, I'm gonna get him. I promise. EJ, patience. He wants us to get time capsule toys to talk about old toys, which would be kind of fun. It would be cool. Yes, Mister Held said yes. I'm gonna bet <laughs> that was the uh, notice of me being very, very drunk. I I'm at Patty's wedding. Yes. Oh, I probably met a lot of people that I don't remember. That oh. was a fun wedding. That was a very yeah, fun wedding. Did you ever hear the story where Maggie – so I was hammered, and Maggie's like, hey, watch Ben. I was like, yeah, no problem. She comes back. She's like, where's Ben? I was like, I don't know. He's like running around the butler, like by all the expected pictures. 
And she goes, really? I was like, I am so drunk. Why are you putting this on me? He was like running around. Like, and he was like, some, I think like Evan Campbell, one of our like cousin's husbands was like chasing him. Yeah, Robert says I must be in the front row. Leanna's. I think Mr. Held. I think um, I think you're coming to my wedding in August as well. So uh, we'll save you a seat up front. Um, Clean sweep. Um, but what was I gonna say? Yeah, yeah. And then like you know it's gonna be a rough wedding when they like run out. We ran out of booze, and then <laughs> we paid someone to go get us more. Like One gathered of the up. Cash. Cash. Yeah, yeah. I, I no, he paid for it himself. The dude did. Yeah, he so I, I gathered up Ash, and he's like, he's like, don't worry about it. I'm like, are you kidding me? He's like, no, no, I got it. He just comes back with like six handles. Uh, it was one of, uh, I forget his name. He's the pharmacist for the trip. Alex. Goes, Alex. Alex. Yes. Yeah. And I was like, dude, Great I said, dude. as long as I live, you will be my superhero. And every time I saw myself the belt bowling alley, I walk up, I shake his hand, I was like, just want to pay my respects. <laughs> He's a hero. And then hero. Brent's, Brent's like, we ran out, we ran out of our brother-in-law. He ended up puking at the end of the night in the hotel room and getting in all kinds of trouble by our sister. But he's like, yeah, I got – once we ran out of liquor, I was really thirsty and I didn't know what to do, so I was drinking wine. I was like, okay, that's your first issue. Why would you drink Ooh. wine to quench your thirst? Hey, are you going to get drunk at your wedding in August? I, I think I'm going to, like, try and keep it under control at least until, like, 9 you know? Until 9? Yeah, and Alex doesn't drink. So Alex went and got us booze, and he doesn't yes. drink. Yeah, he doesn't drink. Superhero. Superhero. Uh, I'm going to wait until the speech, when I give the speech, and then I'm going to have to get hammered. Yeah, you might have to wait. Oh, I have to. Or else I'll be like, yeah. Oh, yeah, so no, we're going to wait. I gotta, should I we, wait we, should record, we should record your uh, best man speech and put it on the MLO bros. We could do that. I, I'm, I've already started writing it down. I haven't. I will. It's, all, it's all in here. Oh, I mean, you got, you got 26 years worth of content. I so do. I'm not. I'm gonna need somebody to grab the mic. What what my friend's trying to say is love is blind. <laughs> Dude, do you still have the recording of me saying your best man speech or the, the speech at your wedding? Maggie might somewhere. I'm we sure. need to find that. We need to find that. We need to do a back to back. So when you give yours, we do mine first and then yours, and then we put it on the MLO bros. That would be really cool. It was really good. Larry Mellinger, my be- uh, he had a really good one too. If you remember his speech, oh, his was hilarious. His was just like he's like, yeah. I didn't know what to say, but I just have a list of things that I that I wrote down that oh, a list of people I want to apologize to. That was it. And yes. he just said like, I'm sorry for, and he just went through a list of things. And like, anything that happened in the in the Heron's basement between 1990, 1993 and two thousand six. Yeah. Yeah, he had a great. It was great. It was fantastic. Uh, all right. Your wait. Your dad said I'm not buying anymore. Your dad. Yes, your dad said Did I'm you not buy? buying. How about the bathroom escape? I don't know what it's talking oh, about. Some, I think somebody hooked up in the bathroom at the butler. Oh, and they got like he kicked out and ejected. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. People One of Patty's up. friends was hooking up in the bathroom. Of course they were. <laughs> of course they were. <laughs> All right, uh, everybody. We, interest rates for the six people—they're they're still good. Call us right? <laughs> if anybody also, of the six people. Somebody please buy a children's. Somebody please buy a children's book from our sponsor. They're buy awesome. Book. Two, two books. Two books for like seventeen dollars. Support a local children's go book get, author. Go get homeowners insurance from uh, the mayor of Poland, so he doesn't arrest us. That's how we keep they, them off. Call Mayor Tim. 
And, we, need more, uh, we need more get out of jail free rates, cards. Rates are low, so you can call us on that. Anything else? No, we're good. Um, that was fun. Uh, Tuesday, speaking about work, we have Rob Jane coming on our show. Oh, do we really? Chief Chief Production Officer? I don't know. He's like one or two from the top of our nationwide mortgage, and we're gonna. It's gonna be a blast because this dude's out. He's, of he's a hard time New Yorker. He's New York. Yeah, he, he is, is New, New York. York as you get, and he's coming on the show next week. So, um, yeah, he's fun. He's gonna be a blast, and I'm gonna totally. Yeah. I'm totally grabbing that thing that he did. Oh, Which one? Oh, and to- yeah, that. And I'm gonna I'm gonna take a picture of Misney, that lawyer Misney, off the internet, and put it up there. Be like, hey, how, do you feel like you, you look like this guy? <laughs> so yeah, so the boss comes on next week, and we're just gonna give him a hard time. Uh, all right, uh, sir, that was fun. That was a good one. Everybody, yep. thank you for watching. Um, share, like, follow. Blah 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 blah. Hello there. Yeah, we gotta finish with our uh in chess the pawns go first. Uh, hi. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they they said this when uh they had the people go out and start the cars first during the car bombings. In chess the pawns go first. <laughs> I'm not starting my car myself. Are you crazy? I'm not going out there to start my car. Do it. <laughs> I need you to go plant a car bomb now. Do it. <laughs> Goodbye. Good night, everyone. We're sorry. Can't help it. Nazis. I hate these eyes. It's just all day. Goodbye. <laughs> Generals gathered in their masses Juice like witches at black masses Evil minds that plot destruction Sorcerers of death's construction In the fields of body Machine keeps turning, death and hatred to mankind.